one. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic Indie Crater interview. It is your Caped Crusader, Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our new friend, Christopher Rhodes. We're here to break down 10, issue number one, and everything in between. But before we get to Peacekeeper, let's break down who you are, Chris, and how you got into uh, comics. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Dr. Christopher Rose, um, as you said, um, I got into comics when I was about, I don't know, 10 or 11 years old. Um, I was a kid. I watched the X-Men 1990s cartoon show on Fox, uh, and that got me into those characters. And then I remember now very distinctly, Pizza Hut was running a promotion of free X-Men comics they had made especially for pizza hut when you bought a personal pan pizza oh, and so i went awesome. and got that and i you know it was a four issue series and so i had to collect all four of them and, and you got the pizza got right <laughs> exactly exactly got some good pizza out of it too yeah <laughs> dude i remember so uh, the first time as a comic hut. book reader and a collector I was gonna say Pizza Hut used to do that. Uh, what was it? The Book It program where? Uh, yes, yes. I loved it, dude. And they're still doing it now. I get my kids enrolled in it, where you would read a book and they'd give you a pizza for it. I think that is outstanding. Maybe not the best solution to uh, the health care of our children, but uh, it's, it's, it's getting the it, it's getting reading. <laughs> so uh, Pizza Hut comics. Um, so what, what what was the next step for you though? Yeah, so I went from the Pizza Hut comics to. You know, they put out, an, I think it was called X-Men Adventures, which is like adaptations of the show, like a one-to-one -one episode issue that. And so I read those, and then I picked up a random edition of the actual, like, in-continuity X-Men. It was something completely convoluted. Like, it was Psylocke and Spiral and the Hand and all the characters. <laughs> I had no idea what it was, but I was hooked. And then I kept reading X-Men and Marvel and just, like, you know, opened up the whole, like, superhero gamut. And, you know, next 30 years, I've been a fan. You know, that cartoon was like one of my favorites too. Saturday morning, nice bowl of cereal, watching uh, the X-Men uh, animated series. Uh, man, yes. I, okay. I could not uh, imagine how awesome those comics were too. Even though they were probably, you know, uh, with, with them being like direct ad adaptations, you know, may, I, I don't know the quality of them, but they would still be amazing because that show was just fire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, the show was just amazing. Yeah, the comics, they, they were just different enough that you could read them and you'd get something new at it. They would tweak the stories a little bit. And they actually had, like, decent writing and good art. Like, you know, I don't remember the, the creators, but, you know, probably some people who were up and coming at the time probably went on to do some, like, bigger jobs and some bigger mm -hmm. books. So uh, you 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 dropped uh, Doctor at, at, at the <laughs> beginning of this. I, I love that. You're like, hold up. I'm correct. <laughs> How'd you end up becoming a doctor? Like, you know, we 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 started with X-Men comics. Where did we take this leap to becoming one? Yeah, so um, like I guess the one interesting thing about my life. Um, so yeah, so you know, I grew up, you know, I'm this kind of loving, you know, dirt and all this other kind of stuff. Um, it's pretty good at school. So I went off to college. Um, I went to Harvard. Uh, I got my um got my undergrad degree. I studied political science, government went back, I love school, so I was like, let me do this for another like 10 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> got a couple more degrees and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and then, you know, went into teaching. So like, you know, teaching at some uh, colleges, doing all this other kind of stuff. And all the time, you know, being this big fan of comics and then when like The Dark Knight came out and the MCU and all that other kind of stuff, just like living that dream. 
that's so awesome. So how did you end up, you know, years of schooling, years of teaching, how did that get you back into creating comics though? You know, you, cause you, you never put that love down. That love never escaped you. How did you end up, you know, actually creating your very first one? Yeah. So, you know, like, like every fan, like, you know, in my head, I had all these stories of, you know, like this would be my Superman story, my Spider-Man story or whatnot. Um, but never really like, you know, did anything with it. And I became a writer on the side, you know, for, uh, different news publications and that kind of stuff. So nonfiction kind of things, but it really was in 2020 when we were all sitting at home, you know, um, I had some spare time like the rest of the world and was like, wait a minute, I love this stuff. Like, what if I actually tried to write something? And that's when I started to get the idea for this new comic, uh, which became 10. And once I got that kind of initial idea, I was like, wait a minute, this could actually be something. And I started, you know, brainstorming and jotting down stuff and notes and having little glimpses of characters. And after a while, I was like, you know what? Let me actually go for this. Let me actually make a comic for real and build this world um, and, you know, see where it goes. And the more and more I got into it, it was just like, I got excited about the story. It was like, okay, this is the kind of thing that I would want to read. Um, and, you know, throwing in like all the politics and all the kind of stuff that I study um, in the real world, but with superheroes, like, you know, international relations would be so much, you know, more interesting if you had people flying around and punching each other, you know, representing countries, you know, you know instead of conference rooms and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah, and so I was yeah. like, yeah, let's, let's do it. And it's, I, you know, I think it's, it's, it is a really interesting concept. I had the opportunity to read it. Thank you for providing me that PDF. And holy crap, it blew me away. I, I think there are a lot of different layers to it. You know, you could really, we were talking backstage and you were telling me your experiences, you know, the, what you studied and what you learned. I'm like, you know, I could really see that within this comic uh, just because like the, the you know, the, 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 the different, you know, political stances basically that are brought up the different uh like jurisdictions uh that are presented you know i'm not trying to spoil anything so i'm kind of just like dancing around here but um man like holy crap they're 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 like it, it seems like you really did a good job of like what is it the bureaucratic uh tape or whatever like where you can't like yeah, do certain yeah. things like you did an awesome job not only representing that but like the like kind of the corruption within that too yeah absolutely and it's one of the things where it's like you know we look at the world and you know just turn the news on, on any given day and there's so much crazy stuff going on in, in america and around the world and everything um and i really just wanted to you know be like you know what would happen if we took this world and we threw in a bunch of super superpower people a bunch of superheroes like you know could they fix all this stuff or would he just you know become part of that system and get wrapped up in all this all this stuff and you know you know, if we had people with these powers that you'd have politicians and you'd have these all these interests that would want to use them to accomplish their own stuff and their own goals and how would that look? Um, and that was really what I wanted to go in there. Um, and I'm really glad that, you know, you said that it works on a different level because I wanted to touch on all those different things, but I also wanted it to be a fun story where, you know, mm -hmm. if you just like people fighting and flying around and shooting lasers from their hands and all this kind of, kind of stuff, you know, all that's throughout the book. You know, there's a traditional superhero story, but layered on top of this idea of, you know, what would superheroes look like in our world? Mm -hmm. And um, like, you know, a kind of the boys or injustice or any of those kind of, you know, things that are out now that get a little bit into that. And I want to really take that and run with it. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I really picked up uh, like the boys' vibe, like without like the over excessive like violence and gore. 
you know uh like kind of like like the the underlining like uh, backstabbing i guess like the underlining right. like yeah yeah the underlining uh dirtiness of like like vaughn industries for example like the face the public face it has but it, behind it it's really corrupt and it's really dirty and like i'm getting these vibes from a lot of these politicians like within this book it was phenomenal yeah and that's really what i was going for that i want to get that i want to be I, I, so i'm not quite as cynical as garth Ennis or you know the folks who did the adaptation and whatnot um but that is stuff that is there you know you you have shady people in the real world you'd have shady people in this world um manipulating things and whatnot um but i want to be you know have that but also be a little bit more hopeful a little bit like you know we do have actual good guys um who hopefully you know get some wins get some victories um to some extent you know i'm not gonna spoil the ending of it obviously but you know um i think there's a little bit something in there whether you're more on the hopeful side whether you're more on the cynical side you know there's a lot of stuff there and uh you know it's 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 really it, you put a really unique spin on it too uh can you give us a little bit about like the concept of like what it's about? You know how how you know how how it begins. Maybe a little bit about the protagonist. Whatever you don't want to spoil, that's fine. Um, I just you know having read it, I'm filled with excitement. I want to talk about it, but I want you to kind of lead the way so I don't spoil anything. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I'm really happy. And you know, I think you know the first couple pages really set up the world that we're building here. Mm -hmm. And so the basic premise is that it's our you know our real world, but one day these visitors show up from another world you know aliens or whatever you want to call them and you know this typical flying saucer you know little gray man kind of thing but they show up publicly they show up and they announce themselves to the world and they announce to us as humans hey you know we've been watching you for a while you know we've been following you all you're at this really unique point in your history and we're here essentially to offer your gifts you know Hey, you as humanity, choose 10 people. Pick 10 people, give them to us. We're gonna give them these amazing powers and send them back to you and you know, let them change the world. And so obviously, you know, we do that. It's too good of an offer to take up. And so now you have these 10 people chosen from around the world who are now superpowers, you know, who are like the Superman who have all these powers, you know, they're flying, they're super strong, they're blasting energy, they're doing all this kind of stuff. And the book really picks up about five years after that happened. So you're now in a world that's been shaped for the last five years by having these superpowered people mm -hmm. going around. And you're starting just to get glimpses of what it is. You know, I envision the way I see Tim going is that, you know, each of the first issues will introduce us essentially to another one of these characters. And so we start up in the first issue with the American superhero movie. He's a guy named Brian Johnson. Uh, he's a Black Navy veteran. And so he, he's you know, very used to serving his country, serving America. And he's become this superhero now. Uh, he's called a peacekeeper. And so very traditional superhero costume, red, white, and blue. And he's going out there and he's fighting for America around the world. And when you read it, there's a little bit of a twist as to that, you know, he's out there and you see him a lot operating in these other countries, you know, kind of doing stuff on behalf of America. But what's going on at home while he's doing all that um, is kind of the premise for the book and for that first issue. And so that's the basic setup. Um, and so we're both building this character and we're introducing people to this world and get little hints along the way of what everyone else is doing and kind of the different ways in which these super people have kind of changed you know everything mm -hmm. in these really really kind of cool really 
good sometimes, really. Not so good sometimes, Wayne. <laughs> I really liked how you had a way of uh, tying in uh, like real world events too. you know, like what actually was kind of happening in America, uh, but with like a superhero twist. Uh, you know, what was some of your reasoning for that? Uh, you know, what, what what do you want the reader to feel when they when they read this book, uh, you know, initially? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's one of those books that I really want uh, the readers to be able to pick up and read multiple times and get something else out of it each time. You know, I want to give my money's worth uh, to whoever is reading this, you know, and I want to get something that, you know, if I was reading it, I would want to read again and again. So on the one hand, you pick it up and it's a traditional superhero tale. You have, you know, you have this kind of traditional superhero. You have, there's a crisis that comes that, you know, challenges him in some ways that really kind of tests him and limits his powers and, you know, coming in, can he save the day? So you have that story, but you also have this backdrop, you know, we touch on a lot of things in the book. Um, and just the first issue, we touch on things like kind of the Black Lives Matter movement. And you can imagine if America superhero was a black man. Yeah, um, yeah. Served in the military who was fighting on behalf of America, who's the public face of America around the world. Like, what would that look like in America itself and in the kind of America that we have, where you still would have, you know, racial inequality, you still have police brutality, you still have the need for things like the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, could one person, even a person who has superpowers, really change that? Or would they just kind of get stuck in the same political base that we see now? Um, and that's really kind of what I wanted to set up here and just to really tease that out. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff, you know, you just, again, like I said, you turn on the news every day and you see all this kind of stuff and you kind of wonder, you know, how can we fix it? It looks like our politicians don't really have a good idea of how to fix it, you know, could this fictional character, could, a, you know, if Superman influenced in this situation, so to speak, could he fix this? Or is it something that brute force could really solve? And so that was really going into it a lot and all kinds of stuff built into, you know, um, I was a fan of Barack Obama um, to wear my politics on my sleeve a little bit. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of a metaphor there, right? Like, you know, he was the face of America. He was the American Superman, if you will, mm -hmm. for a while. Um, and you saw the way in which he was regarded in the rest of the world versus the way in which he was necessarily treated in America by some people. Um, and not to get, you know, too partisan in it, but kind of using that experience and watching that and kind of like, okay, you know, even someone who's our superhero would still have to deal with some of this kind of stuff. And how will they be able to navigate it? Um, again, while flying around and punching bad guys. No, I, 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 I honestly 100% think you like nailed it on the head too. Like, you know, because there would be, you know, a group of people out there who would absolutely hate them uh, and, and, and protest them. And I, you know, I, it, it, the, the more you talk about it, it's like, yeah, this would I, this would make 110% sense uh, for this to kind of happen. And man, it's just, it it's wild uh, to, to really try to sit here and, and think of like how, how America would react to a black superhero like this, uh, of this nature, like in this day and age. And it's, I, I think you really killed it. What was some of your influences like that you drew um, when writing this, you know, um, some, some of like what went into the process when creating it? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a whole bunch of things like, you know, I study all this kind of stuff, you know, race and history in America and all these kind of things. And so some of it I drew, you know, really far back, um, talking about, uh, you know, people like um, my one of my, you know, heroes in real life is um, W.B. Du Bois, who for people who don't know him, uh, he was 
uh, a black man. He was academic. Uh, he was one of the kind of founders of sociology. Uh, he was the very first black man to receive a PhD from Harvard University. Um, and so if you, when I went there, you know, his plaque is on the wall and everything. Um, he was also one of the founders of the NAACP. And so he was an academic, but he was an activist. And he had this theory about kind of uh, what was called the talented tip, where, you know, he would essentially say that, you know, within the black population, you know, you choose the, you know, the 10% of people who are the most talented and you educate them and you put them in these positions of leadership and you let them kind of lead the way and everyone else is kind of better off, you know, as a result of this, you know, this vanguard kind of this talented tense doing that. And so this idea of 10 is a little bit inspired by that. You know, we kind of choose the best of our best or make the best of our best. And, you know, ideally they kind of lead the way for every for everyone. And whether or not that actually works is something that we play out. You know, some people use their powers for really good things, some not so good, as you can mm-hmm. imagine, um, and all these kind of things. So everything like that to some more recent things, um, there's a part of the book, and I can't, you know, spoil it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was, you know, I was reading, I was doing some research, and there was this really interesting case uh, that I studied from. Um, it was in the 1980s, and so this is a time where you had lots of radicals. You know, this radical uh, group in Philadelphia is called Move, M-O-V-E. Um, they're this kind of like uh, black separatists, and they got into this big standoff uh, with the Philly police um, in their like compound and all these kind of things. And the really crazy thing is that the way this thing ends is that the, the police department in Philadelphia... They, they, not only they like, dropped the bomb? It, it, exactly. Yes. They dropped and, the bomb on this compound in the middle of the neighborhood, in the middle of Philadelphia. And, like, you know, it sounds ridiculous if you hear it. Like, the police department of a city dropping a bomb on a house in the middle of a neighborhood. But this actually happened. Yes. <laughs> and things like that, you know, it's like things that you couldn't make up. Um, but, you know, really inspired, like, there are scenes in the book that are inspired by things like that. And when people read the book, you know, they'll pick up on those kind of things. It caused so much damage, too. It, like, destroyed that whole entire neighborhood, didn't it? It, like, wiped out a neighborhood. Because it set um, everything on fire. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they literally fireballed. Dude, they tried to bury that, too. Like, that's a story that you don't find. You have to dig for that one. Very much so, very much so. Yeah, and so, yeah. yeah so stuff like that that really goes into that, um, in, into the book. And, you know, and so I wanted to draw upon, like, our real history um, and tell it in this, you know, kind of fantastical way, but in a way that, like, spoke to the stuff that had happened. That wasn't, you know, Chuck Mongo, you know, that was 85 hours alive then. Um, and, you know, even, you know, our readers or, you know, and some of these readers' parents were alive then, you know, this was not very long ago. So this is very much reflecting on, like, the recent history of our country and even, like, the current events of our country with some of the stuff that's in that book. No, absolutely. I, 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 I really can appreciate just the nod that, that you do, too, because... Uh, on the first read unless like you're really looking for it, it's not something that you would directly notice you know uh and after like hearing you talk about it, it's like okay i can definitely see that you know so i appreciate the way you were able to do that uh before we dive into the kickstarter though do you want to give a shout out to the rest of your creative team uh you know people who put the art to the words and the colors to the art and then the letters to everything oh absolutely yeah no, i mean that's been one of the funniest thing, things about this like you know i'm a newbie this is my first you know comic book that i've ever written and everything and so i was super blessed and fortunate enough to hook up to some really really talented artists um who just knocked it out of the park and you know so much better than i can um imagine 
And so, um, you know, the pictures are, are all done by Marcos Lima, who's, you know, this really super talented young artist uh, out mm-hmm. of Brazil. Um, and, you know, I met him online. We came back and, you know, he, you know, did the pencils. He did the ink, he did the layouts. He really, like, did some really funky stuff, you know, with a lot of the layouts, with a lot of the perspectives um, and all these kind of things. It's like, it just blew my mind, like, you know, coming back and seeing, you know, I threw some words down on a page and he brought this back and it's like, okay, wow, like, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so Monaco, who did the colors, who's just such a class act, such a professional, like, you know, all the things like, everything just pops off of the page because of him. Like, you know, it's just so vibrant. It's just so um, expressive, like, you know, the color schemes, like, you know, the superhero costume, like all this other kind of stuff, mm-hmm. the logo, all these things. Um, and then Buddy Baldwin um, on letters, you know, you know, Buddy is just like such a professional and such like, you know, he taught me so much stuff about, you know, panel design and all these kind of things. Um, it really made me just appreciate the art of lettering. Um, you know, like he's very much, you know, a comic creator, you know, all different aspects of it himself. And so um, for him to, you know, jump into this book um, for us was just really like a find. Um, and so we have all those folks. Um, also have a variant cover, um, go Kickstarter, um, by the um, extremely talented lady, um, who, you know, it was a coach for me to get him um, to do that. You know, if you've ever seen a, any piece of his, you know, it's just immediately like, you know it's his. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, he did my profile picture. I was like, "What's small?" Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So you know, so you know very well. <laughs> and the really cool thing about that is, like, he did it, and he hadn't even read the entire script when he did it. Like, he knew the premise, he knew some of the pages, but the image that he did—if you know, you read the story—it fit so well with the story um, without him even knowing where the story was going. I'm just mm-hmm. like, that's just some talent. That's, just, that's you know, that that intuition just to kind of nail the feel nailed by that um and so really extremely talented our team um and so lucky to work with all those guys no, absolutely. So speaking of Kickstarter, though, let's go ahead and switch over to the campaign and take a look at it and see what we're campaigning for. Being the link in the chat for everyone that is watching, feel free to check this out with us. If you're unable to back, simply just sharing it on Twitter or even Facebook. Word of mouth is 100% free. And you might have a friend who will absolutely love this story. So we are looking at 10 issue number one, a one shot adventure and start of a new superhero epic. Currently at $621 of a $2,000 goal with 33 backers and 23 days left to go. Uh, do you want us, we can watch this video if you'd like. Oh yeah, definitely, let's go for it. So just let you know, you won't be able to hear the audio, but we'll be able to hear it loud and clear on our end. Um, and if you try to talk, uh, we won't be able to hear you. Visitors from another world arrived one day. They presented us with an offer. We choose 10 people. And they would give those 10 people amazing powers. Now, five years later, we see that the 10 have become heroes, villains, world leaders, cult figures, living weapons, and so much more than we could ever have imagined. From crime to politics to science to religion, 
everything has changed. 10 number one is the start of an amazing superhero epic, but it's also a fulfilling, exciting, self-contained story. 10 number one tells the story of Brian Johnson, a black American Navy veteran who now serves his country as a superhero peacekeeper. As peacekeeper, Brian Johnson fights for American interests abroad, but is forbidden from doing so in his own country. I thought that was a really interesting uh, even point too. as hate and injustice grow at home. But when our nation's capital comes under attack, everyone breaks the rules. Will Peacekeeper be able to save the day, or will he fall into a trap that even he can't escape? Back 10 number 1 on Kickstarter to find out what happens to Peacekeeper and to start to explore the fantastic world of 10. Ooh, what a cliffhanger. What a cliffhanger. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I really like, uh, I, I really like the, uh, you know, how not all of them were good. You know, there, there's the hint that some of them may have not ended up, uh, on the same righteous path. So I really like that, that little, uh, cliffhanger too. And, uh, I, I, you know, I've been stuck on the whole philosophy of 10, you know, like, how, do, how did they come up with that number? Uh, like, 10, like, the 10% number. Yeah, yeah, so, um, it is one of those things that, you know, it kind of came to me, like, you know, almost, almost divine inspiration kind of thing, you know, these sitting one there, it's like, um, what if, you know, there are these people, um, you know, you could do something like X-Men, and, you know, there's, like, you know, infinite number of people with, mm -hmm. you know, who could have powers and whatnot. Um, but I wanted something a little bit more grounded, so it's more limited. And 10 just seemed like a good fit. And, you know, and it, there's so many different ways that you can work that number in to so many different things. Like I said, you know, 10% or 10, you know. Um, and that kind of becomes this kind of working motif across uh, this issue and, you know, uh, across the future issues that are planned here. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it seems manageable. It's like... 10 people, you know, to change the world, you know, that seems like something if you gave 10 people superpowers, that seemed like enough. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, you know, really, um, you know, really excited to delve more deeply into each of these characters. It's one of those things where everyone starts off with really good intentions, but what they do with those, you know, go in vastly different directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I love that. So what is 10? Think Avengers, X-Men, and Justice League meets Invincible, The Boys, and Injustice. Think Falcon and the Winter Soldier with a dash of X-Files and Watchmen and Black Panther. So 10 issue one is a book you can enjoy again and again. Read and enjoy as a thrilling superhero adventure with fantastic art. Then reread it and look at what it says about our world today. And then reread it again and think about what you would do with that incredible power. I love that. I love that. So that is so awesome. This is a self-contained story of Brian Johnson, a black Navy veteran who is now the superhero peacekeeper fighting for the American interest abroad, but banned from operating at home. When a crisis calls him to Washington, D.C., will Peacekeeper be able to not only fight the bad guys, but also tackle growing hate and oppression at home? Here's a preview of some of the interior pages. So I really, really love the look and design of this. Were you kind of going for that older X-Men vibe, like that feel, you know, from the older books? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, like I said, you know, X-Men was my very, very first comic. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, you know, 
everything in my kind of comic creator DNA comes from that. And so um, I was definitely going for a vibe in the book in kind of the concept, you know, one of the things about X-Men, they always juggle, you know, these big cast of characters and all these kind of things. And even, you know, kind of all the way down to the logo itself for 10, it's kind of a, a cross between the old X-Men logos in the 90s, kind of mixed with the Star Wars crawl, where it's kind of mm-hmm. receding um, from, from the viewer kind of back into the distance. And so, you know, everything like big and small kind of has a little bit of the X-Men DNA. Um, I love that. Uh, this nod to the crop circles and the pyramids and, and such, you know, how uh, aliens left behind uh, little markers. And uh, yeah, I, I remember as a kid, the teenager, like, you know, crop circles for a minute was just like everywhere, you know, this huge mystery. And so I wanted to throw in those little nuggets there. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe these, you know, little green or little green men actually have been around for a while and kind of mm-hmm. just missing us for like a better term well it's crazy like i mean we could probably sit here and talk hours about it but like the way the pyramids fall the way they line up across the world how could people without like gps you know thousands of years ago be able to do that like it's remarkable it's remarkable but you know the you know the the construction process like they had their own system too back then so who knows i don't know yeah absolutely and it's one of those things where it's like it's just fun to play around it's kind of all yeah. history yeah know, yeah yeah something else going on and then you see here you know kind of like the, you know you get little glimpses of the flashbacks of you know how the 10 people were chosen and mm-hmm. you know that little like nine panel grid right there where you kind of you know get glimpses of who you know who are the other who are the other nine and it's just this one that we're introducing and so you get just little teasers right it's like you know you get a shot of somebody's eyes or the flaming sword i really love um you know, what is that about? And, you know, and I, you know, guarantee the backstory of each of those are even more interesting than those little pictures that you see there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and I think, you know, this character that you introduce here, Brian Johnson, he, you know, he's a good kind of point of view character. He's a good intro character. You know, he's, you know, of this 10, he's probably the most traditional superhero. You know, he really is kind of the Superman mm-hmm. of this universe. Um, it like, you know, if Superman actually was, you know, uh, essentially kind of an agent of the American government, you know, I know, like, you know, Frank Miller played around a little bit with that, in, um, the Dark Knight Returns and that kind of stuff. Um, but what if that was literal, you know, um, and put on top of that, you know, that he's not only American, but, you know, he's a black American mm-hmm. in the military, you know, the long history that goes along with that, and so, would that cause some conflict? You know, what would he think about that? What would he be doing? What would he not be doing? Um, you know, you know, how would it work with, you know, America intervening, you know, in this kind of, you know, unnamed country here and kind of in the middle of some kind of conflict and all these kind of things. Yeah, I love this little uh, explosion scene too. You know, he's on scathe. Uh, sitting there that kind of like uh, uh the what the batman versus superman when he gets blown up in the congress building and he's just sitting there in the in the the smoldering rubbles uh kind of you know i i love how he's like just like unscathed you know it's just like the smoke is like coming off of him you know that, i love that that was awesome yeah and i really love that panel you know again you know shout, shout out to everybody to marcos and uh sal and the buddy for really like you know selling that that progression and really putting that there in a really striking way oh by the way before i get out also um shout out to my friend um estrella sadie who did the music that was in that trailer mm-hmm. um she's a, a friend of mine shout out to her on twitter and whatnot um very talented as you, as you can see so 
it's just been really cool to work with all these really amazing and talented people. Oh, absolutely. So here is the creative team. We have the man of the hour, Christopher himself, right here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want you want to give a, a little bit of a shout out to yourself? Uh, you know uh, what 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 it says right here. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so you know, it's my professional headshot and all this other kind of stuff. So you know, in my day job, I'm a lecturer. I teach you know full time at Boston University. I um, also teach a couple of classes at Harvard, you know, which I'm doing right now. Um, I write. I write for a website called Blavity Blavity News. Um, Blavity is Black Gravity, so it's a website aimed essentially Black millennials. Um, and I also I have a column every couple of weeks in Al Jazeera and. I apparently don't sleep because I do all that. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. That is awesome. And then we have your penciler and your inker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Marcos, like I said, you know, he was he's really great. You know, he, you know, going for big things. I'm going to hold on to him for as long as I can because you know, just a <laughs> uh, talented guy. Um, so we have you. So you have Marcos. Uh, you have Sal. Uh, I was I should say Sal the cool one among us, um, as you can kind of see here, and like you know. Such a nice guy, you know, always been, you know, really worked with me, really, you know, gave him me so kind of so many tips about comic production, the industry and marketing and all this other kind of stuff. And then uh Buddy who I would say is you know really kind of the consummate professional here and like, you know, you know, probably couldn't do all of this, you know, um, on his own book and I very well mm-hmm. can imagine where he's doing so, but you know, you know, I was really lucky enough to, to get him, you know, right at the right moment, um, to deliver this book. So that is awesome and then here are some of the uh reward tiers that you can get so the digital packages we have the five dollar digital uh, for the digital copy the ten dollar digital deluxe which is going to be a copy of 10 one with the the copy of the script and then fifteen dollar digital deluxe plus which will get you all the uh, previous tiers plus a uh copy of the sketchbook as well yeah absolutely and Kind of, you know, my advanced little secret is that, you know, my very first time I tried to do this, I actually tried to draw the issue myself. So there's a version <laughs> that hopefully no one else will ever see of, you know, drawing and colored and all this other kind of stuff by me. And then very quickly realize, okay, I have maybe a couple of things in life, but a professional artist is not one of them. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but there are a couple of sketches that, you know, I don't mind sharing with the world. And then obviously, you know, some of Marcos's pencils and whatnot mm-hmm. to kind of the process of how some of these characters and some of these panels really evolve. And then, you know, my script, you know, so you can kind of see what was in my mind and how it translated to the page. So we have uh, the uh, physical packages. Uh, so $15 for the standard, uh, which will get you the physical copy and the digital. The uh, standard plus, which will get you the physical copy, the digital, and then an 8, 8.5 by 11 Peacekeeper print and a uh, logo sticker as well. And then yeah. we have, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say, like, you know, um, definitely wanted to, you know, have a little bit of merch for people who wanted to buy, you know, a little bit more. You know, we have some cool characters, we have some cool art and design, and I wanted to make it available. And all these uh, packages uh, come with the digital copy, you know, that's kind of the basing and everything. You know, I wanted to make sure that everyone, you know, if you're on your computer, has um, access to that. I read most comics on computer nowadays. Mm-hmm. And so, having the digital copy available was you know super important to me as well no absolutely and then the double up plus uh for five extra bucks gets you an extra copy of a 10 issue number one so you can share it with a friend or family member out there to get them in on the hype as well uh we have the uh, variant packages oh sorry were you saying something i think good for christmas oh, yeah 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 so uh the variant packages uh 20 dollars variant cover 
uh, then uh, you get both covers for 30 and then uh, 35 both covers plus. So you'll get two physical copies of uh, the cover A and then a uh, extra copy of the variant as well. So um, Christmas and give it to a friend, you know, two birds, one stone. And then we have the thank you packages. So $20 gets you a signed copy. $30 gets you a signed copy in on the thank you. And then $100 gets you a signed copy and a full page ad. So where uh, is this ad going to be uh, placed in the book? Yeah, so the uh, full page ad, you know, will be um, probably, probably on the back cover. So right at the end of that last page. Um, Ooh. Which I think is a very good last page. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, you end the story, you know, wanting more. And then you see, you know, here's an ad for, you know, your comic shop or your own book that's coming out or, you know, whatever the case may be. And then we have the uh, collector packages. You want to tell us a little bit about the uh, the forty dollar and the the mega package collector as well? Yeah. So the, um, so the mega package is you know kind of a little bit of everything. You know, it's kind of a, a grab bag. Sorry, I'm scrolling down to actually remember what I put in the collector's package. And so you get you know um, a you know one of each of the copies. You know, mm -hmm. you get the, so you get both covers. Um, you get the physical merchandise. You get the print. You get the stickers. You also get all the digital stuff. So you get the digital copy itself, you get the script, uh, you get the sketchbook, you get basically kind of everything that's uh, gone into this. And then, you know, if you step up a little bit, you know, you get, um, you know, you get the signed copy, you get all these different kind of things uh, for that extra one, you get the thank you um, page. Okay. Um, and then so we have... Oh no, you're fine, you're fine. We have uh, the retailer package as well. So for the $40 retail package, you'll get 10 physical copies. Uh, including eight A covers and then two variants, uh, and then the shop name on the thank you pay, uh, page, and then a hundred dollar retailer will get you ten copies, including seven A covers, uh, and then uh, one of those signed by uh, Chris, and then uh, one variant uh, signed as well, um, and then a full page ad for your shop as well too. So that's cool. That's awesome. Is that going to be uh, a, a different A up uh, ad uh, in the book, or is that still going to be kind of towards the back? Yeah, so absolutely. So, um, depends a little bit on, you know, how many of these there are. So, you know, if it's one, then it'll probably be towards the back. If there's a couple of them, we might intersperse it in the book. I got a you. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Advertisements and whatnot. Yeah, and I really wanted something to, you know, show love to the local comic shops. Or, or you know, I don't think I've ever seen something like that. I've, I've seen the retailer packages, but I, I don't think I've ever seen one that was bundled with a, uh, uh, advertisement for the, for the book. So that's cool. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. yeah that was cool. And then yeah, right absolutely. here is uh just a little bit of how uh getting uh issue number 10 to you and uh, who they're going through um so is this the, pretty much the kickstarter in its entirety yeah pretty much um this is the basics um and so yeah you know we're printing um here through comics wellspring you know we're mm -hmm. great you know got so highly recommended for um everyone and you know they're really involved so everything should be in time you know super high quality uh the content of the book is already completely finished as you know so yeah, it's yeah. just waiting for the kickstarts in getting it printed getting it uh to people in a timely manner and so this is the basic of the campaign and then you know um i do have a couple stretch goals in mind that i'll you know be announcing as we get kind of closer to our main funding goal um i can give you know just a little preview um you know there's some a lot of other really great indie comic creators that are working now and some of them um, have been kind enough to kind of partner with me and so um you know kind of an indie comic bundle will be coming next and so for people who back the book you know you'll get a bunch of you know 
issues using number one issues uh, some really good great books that folks have been putting out um some superhero stuff some horror stuff um a variety of different genres and so i'm looking um forward to putting that up there on the kickstarter page soon to get people excited you know it's like that's awesome and you get like all these three books that you know i would pay you know top dollar for any one of these and so the fact that you know all of them will be available to our backers i think i'm really excited about yeah, I really love that too. I've seen that uh, in the indie community where people are kind of banding together to help each other out, like, you know, throwing their issue ones in for bundles and stuff. I think that is such an awesome, like, move to see the community come together like that. Yeah, the indie community has been so great. You know, one of my favorite parts about this process, you know, I love writing the book itself, but I also have just loved getting to know all these folks in the indie community. Mm-hmm. They're really amazing and creative and you know, super interesting folks doing really good work across all kind of genres, you know, it's superhero stuff, but it's everything, you know, every genre imagine, you know, you have some really people doing super innovative work and all of it. So I think there's a little bit of something in there for everyone and, you know, just be able to give people that sampling. I'm hoping, you know, they'll go out and buy these other books and catch up on these other series, you know, off of mine. And so mm-hmm. um, it's a win for everybody. Well, that is so awesome. So, Chris, after going through that Kickstarter, for anyone that is on the fence about backing, what would you like to say to them directly to help them push push them over that fence? You know, we just shared the link in the chat once again. So, uh, for anyone that's kind of just teeter, teetering on that that edge, what would you say to them? Yeah, absolutely. So, I'll say, you know, one, I know, I've asked for this book. This is a book that I want to read growing up. Um, this is a book that, you know, if I wasn't making it, I would be the first person in line to back it. Um, it's really important to me to give a high quality book. So it's a full story. You know, it's building on this larger world and setting it up, up but you get a complete story from this book. Um, and as we talked about a story that you can pick up and read several times and you'll get something new out of it the second time, the third time you read it. And so it's definitely worth your money. You know, if you want to buy the digital, it's as little as $5. You know, I went to Starbucks the other day and like, you know, just my drink was more than that. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, for something that, you know, made me make you happy for 10 minutes, you'll have something that you can hold, you know, and read again and again, you know, for less, you know, a half or a third of a movie ticket or one of these kind of things. Um, you know, fantastic art. Um, I think, you know, clever writing, all these kind of things. Um, and so, you know, whether or not you just want a one-and-done story or whether or not you're looking for the next big kind of superhero world, which is really what this is intended to be in, really getting it on the ground floor. So imagine the first time that you discovered X-Men or Avengers or Fantastic mm-hmm. Four or whatever. Like, you get that feeling from this book. And so I think for that alone, you know, if I was a customer, I would pop it and do it. So uh, check it out. Um, I'm very confident that people would like the book and will want to come back for more. No, absolutely. And having read it, you know, I, I definitely can attest to everything you said. I loved it. I thought it was a blast. I can't wait to see what else ha- comes from this universe uh, because we have nine other characters to explore. Uh, but that is another talk for another podcast. Before we end things completely, Chris, uh, I always love asking a question in particular because as much as this is a show where we really focus on you and your book, it's also a nice platform for anyone who might be new or maybe just struggling in particular. Uh, and they're looking for a little bit of advice. So with that being said, for anyone that's out there that might just be stuck getting going with the process, whether it's art or writing, what type of uh, suggestion would you give them to help them get motivated to go? Absolutely, yeah. I think my first big advice and it's pretty simple, but you know, do it. You know, you have a story to tell. You know, if you think you have a story to tell, then you do. Um, and so, you know, just get out there and do it. You know, if you're a writer, start writing. If you're an artist, you know, 
draw the things that you know you're passionate about the things that you want to see and you know put your heart out there and you know to be evaluated to hook up with some mm -hmm. other folks who are doing this um and the second thing i would say is that there's a really amazing community out there of writers of artists of all sorts um and just connecting with that community as a creator and as a fan um and you know if you start as one you're very much going to turn into the other i believe um helps you to grow as a person it helps you grow as an artist a storyteller um and so you know dive into that community and they're super friendly you know so many people who are you know just eager to help other people get into comics and get into mm -hmm. this thing that we all love to do um to create and to read ourselves and so just go for it um you know it may blow up to be a big thing it may be something that you do on the side and you have fun with but either way you know dive into it um just don't hold back <laughs> i love that don't hold back go full force and uh and, and keep going till the brakes fall off i, I love it oh, thank yeah. you so much for swinging by chris breaking down 10 and everything in between guys this has been such an awesome night we have just a few days before new comic book day so treat yourself and make sure you back um yeah, excuse me tongue-tied so treat yourself and back 10 issue one today um with that being said it is time for us to wrap up i hope you all have a lovely monday night but most importantly guys keep it geekly